Today we are hanging out with my friend Chris from nichesafari.com and we're going to find out a little bit about Chris, what he does, how he got into this thing, uh, how he's making money online. We're going to find out all his secrets. <laughs> and um, if you are, and most importantly, we're going to uh, answer your questions if you have any. So uh, if you're ready, vamonos. Hey boss, what's up? Adrian Diaz here with Hasta La Vista Boss, the place where ambitious people like you, my friend, and Chris in here, we talk about how to create a side hustle, make it profitable, quit your job, become your own boss. How cool is that? <laughs> Chris, welcome to Hasta La Vista Boss, buddy. Finally. What's up, man? <laughs> nice to have you on, finally, brother. I've been uh, tempering, I've been tempting Chris on the live chats. All the time, join us, join us, join us, share your story. And finally, we have uh, here to to see how he's making money. Before we move on, uh, of course, I want to welcome everybody in the chat. But uh, as we already know, the chat is not working <laughs> on my side. So I'm going to fix that in just a second. I want to welcome Pete. How's it going, brother? Uh, Pete says there, the Beanie Support Squad is here. Save the Beanie. 20 years ago, the Beanie was struck down by a bolt of lightning. Today, we're trying to save the Beanie. <laughs> uh, by the way, I still I still don't have my glasses. It takes uh, a lot of time now to book the eye test. So I, I can't see properly the chat. I'm a little bit blind. But uh, welcome, Pete. Welcome, Jay. Fix, how's it going, brother? Kieran. Uh, Steven and the Nomad Overseas, Tom, how's it going, brother? Nice to see you again. Where have you been? Come back to you, Chris. Let me know um, for people who are watching later, because uh, I, I guess most of the people here in the in the chat know you. Um, let us know who you are, what do you do, buddy? How do you got into this thing? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where to start, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got into it cause I, uh, I moved to, I used to live in England and mm. I, uh, I moved to Canada and I didn't have any job <laughs> when I got here. Uh, so I started making websites, see if I could make a go of that. And then I, uh, some point I just decided I didn't want a job. I'd probably prefer to just keep making websites. So I've kind of got a bit of a little bit of a, a part-time job at the moment, but it's like, it's my side hustle and this is the this is the thing that's going to make me my money. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, baby. Where did you um where did you um live in you said you lived in the UK? Yeah, I lived in uh, Newcastle. Newcastle, uh, so all was, right. It's quite you... close to Sean Mars actually. Yeah, how um, did you get with their accent? The accent is <laughs> I still terrible, can't understand mate. it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I can't understand the word to say, you know. Very very strong accent. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> I I want to welcome as well. There's another Chris in the chat. I thought it was you, Chris, but there's another Chris in there. Chris Timpton blogging for a future. Ahmed, how's it going? And uh, CBD Cakes. Yeah, <laughs> CBD Cakes says uh, 3K a month. Hook me up, brother. 
um so let me know chris like uh is this um is this the first thing like uh, the first thing you got into online marketing have you tried anything before or you you said like in my case i said okay i want to do something and then i found uh, like she loads of videos uh, talking about how to make money online all of them scam of course <laughs> and then i found a video uh, about um on wp ego channel alex and then doug cunnington and so on and that's how i started um so the first thing i was i did was affiliate marketing how about you uh my first idea for sort of making money online was to do a udemy course mm. and uh and it wasn't long, like I was just like trying to find podcasts on how to make courses and things. And it wasn't long before I realized that you can't get rich off Udemy courses. You sell them <laughs> for like five bucks each. And all these people were like, if you want to sell a course, you have to like create your own blog and then you can sell them for a couple hundred bucks. So I was like, all right, then I have to create a blog to get people to come and find out about my course. So I started making blogs. And then like the whole idea of making a course is like not even in my mind anymore. Um, it, it was just kind of my gateway into making blogs. And then, um, I think Spencer Hawes was my first one that was sort of like my main sort of inspiration. His niche site project three, yeah. um, him and Perrin kind of teach people how to make websites and that kind of super inspired me. And then I listened to Doug and Doug got me into affiliate marketing. Um, and, uh, John Dykstra got me into sort of trying to monetize through display ads so it was kind of just like i started off wanting to make a course and then i just just followed the followed the rabbit hole and ended <laughs> yeah. up at affiliate marketing yeah that's awesome i mean when i when i started it was uh 2017 december or so, november or something like that um and and uh i started straight with doug Huntington. so i went through his course and all that um but then i went Cause I wanted more knowledge. I wanted more and more and more and more. Um, I'm like a sponge. So I went and I yes. watched all, all the uh, new side projects, uh, from Spencer Hawes one, two, and three, four. I didn't like it. Uh, it was not like very interactive, you know, um, yeah. we used to have these, um, the students and we used to have this chat between them. It used to be much, much more, uh, at least in my opinion, you know, I didn't like number four cause it was just a blog you go and read. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of the guy who wants to talk <laughs> and, yeah. you know, with, and share ideas and, and, but, um, that's awesome. Uh, here says, uh, <laughs> nobody overseas says the Geordies are a good bunch. I'm sure they are, but you know, the accent, man, it's, I mean, it's funny for me, you know, I mean, I worked in construction. I worked with, uh, with scousers, with with people from the north and they have so so strong accents like when they call me on the radio they say oh agent call back wait call back so what the fuck are you saying <laughs> yeah man that's awesome um tom says busy busy school started again so managing homework plus job again yes so um if you guys have any question by the way uh drop it in the chat for chris uh, we're going to go into how he's making his money. Maybe if you have any questions about SEO, how he's structuring his sites. I'm going to ask any of this. I'm going to ask all these things, by the way. But if you have anything specific, let us know. Or why don't you join us on the chat here on the live stream and ask Chris a question directly. 
um the link is in the chat and uh yeah let's um let's get into a little bit more um uh, into your websites chris so of course i i know you have like four or five websites now yeah, I have five, um, but only two of them are making me money. I started three of them about six weeks ago and basically just put five articles on each of them and index the articles so that they can kind of crawl on through the sandbox. And, uh, you know, when I'm ready to start working on them, they'll be out of the sandbox. But at the moment, I'm working on the third one. So it's it's six weeks old. I've got, I think I've got 22 articles on it now. I've got one writer who writes probably maybe somewhere between five and eight articles a month. Um, I've just gotten in touch with the second person to do a bit more writing for me as well, just this morning. So trying to is build this, up a team of writers for that one. Is, that's awesome. Is, is this, um, is this writer making the content for all your sites? No, it's just, just for this, like this third site is basically my first site. Like, my first site, I did everything myself. I did all the um, sort of outreach for getting links. I did wrote all my content. And then the second site, I wrote all the content, but I outsourced the, um, the outreach. And then for my third site, I'm outsourcing the writing and the outreach and just doing the editing. So I'm like slowly each, each site, I'm kind of trying to outsource more and more and more. Yeah. Until eventually I just don't do anything. Hopefully. <laughs> That's the dream, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the dream. That's the... Uh... Uh, that's the dream to everybody who gets into how to make money online. At least that's that's what the gurus are selling you, right? Make yeah. money and don't do anything. You know, just uh, drink piña coladas in Mexico or somewhere. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the reason I'm asking you about the writers, if if that writer is ask, is writing all the content for for the whole all sides. So I'm sure the sites are in different niches, right? They're not all in the same niche. Oh yeah, no, they're totally different niches. Totally. I don't like I pick my niches uh, based on whether I think they can make me money, not whether I have any idea of like any knowledge of them at all. Right. We, do you want to expand a little bit more on that? Like, um, how? I mean, of course, this is a big question, but uh, how how do you choose your niches? Yeah. So I guess like on my like on my niche safari uh, YouTube channel. I, uh, I kind of showed, shown sort of my approach. Um, but basically I just, I've got a list on my computer of like 500 different niches. And, um, I basically just choose, go through every single one of those niches, go to SEM rush and find on SEM rush, um, like the top five, um, uh, competitor websites of each of those niches and then do a site colon search of all the competitors and get all of their keywords and write down all of their keywords. So to, to do research into one niche, it'll probably take me, it'll probably take me a whole day really to go through the whole, every single keyword that I can find in the entire niche and then um, do a competition analysis for all of those keywords to see whether or not the keywords easy or hard to, to compete on. Uh, and to do that, I basically just put the keyword in through, do a Google search on the keyword and see whether or not there are low domain authority and low page authority pages ranking for those keywords. So for the example I always use on my website is on, oh, sorry, on this Safari is, um, is boxing gloves. So I do something like best boxing gloves for women. 
type in best boxing gloves for women on, on Google and see whether or not there are the top couple of articles or low domain authority and low page authority. Uh, I usually try to find articles that have got a page authority and domain authority below 20. Um, I'll also try to do a bit of research into whether or not the main competitors are doing link building. So you can do that with Moz. You just click how many, you click the uh, on the Moz bar, it says how many links are pointed towards the page. Click on that and then you can see, it's so easy to see whether or not it's a natural link or whether it's been been bought. <laughs> um, and then if my competitors aren't buying links, then I'm in a niche where I think that I could probably outrank them. So I'll do that for say 20 or 30 niches and then I'll choose the niche based upon, um, you know, after that, I'll say, okay, I've looked at 20 niches. I've looked at every single keyword in those niches. And I think this niche, I can hit a hundred keywords that I could rank for within 12 months reasonably if I was doing some link building and uh, writing good quality content. And that's it. Right, right. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think niche research is like the most important step. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it takes a month to do the niche research. You have to find the right niche or else you're just not going to make any money. So when you said uh, you're not interested in in niches that you can rank, you said, or... Are you just interested in niches that you can make money from, right? Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, my, my hobby, the thing I do is I like skiing and snowboarding. That's why I live in Canada, but I'm never going to do a skiing and snowboarding website because I've done research onto it, into it. And I don't think that I, I could make as much money from that website as I could from the ones I'm currently working on. So I just, yeah, I, I just choose one that, that I think I can make money from and just research the products and get as much knowledge as I can from the products and write about them. Do you have like, um, do you have um, uh, a process or spreadsheet or something, a system uh, that you base or, or you say, okay, this niche can make me money? Or how do you decide specifically for, you know, I mean, I mean, I, if you go into lose lose uh, lose weight or or anything mm -hmm. that's uh you know has to do with uh, uh health and all that you're gonna make money uh but you know other other topics what i mean even for me i'm interested now uh since i've uh talked to uh, morten uh we had them on the show we had ron stefanski on the show now you as well you're talking about ads and all that we're gonna talk about ads in just a, um, a minute but I'm curious to know how how to build a website that's just informational. I mean, I, I, most of my pages are only most of my pages are money pages like best this for that, uh, this review, uh, this versus that. But so I'm curious how how, how do you pick, um, or if you have a process like okay, this can make me money. Or informational websites only. Um. <laughs> I don't know. If you find yes. out, tell me. <laughs> I uh, my for my one informational website that um, makes me somewhere between one thousand one thousand five hundred each month. Um, I it was my first one. I didn't do much keyword research into it, and I just I would find a batch of keywords, write about them, then search for another batch of keywords, and it was a broad enough uh, space that I could. I don't think I would ever run out of keywords. Okay. And it was just a matter of just exposure and spending a lot of time. I mean, Carl Broadbent talks about this as well. You just like, if you want to find good keywords, you just spend a lot of time searching for keywords while you've got keywords everywhere and Moz bar on to find out the volume and competition of the keywords. And every time you find a keyword, stick it in a, in a uh, Excel spreadsheet 
and you'll always have keywords. So usually on my Excel, Excel spreadsheet, I'll have the keyword, it's uh, search volume, and then the my estimation of the competition based on Moz. So mm -hmm. I'll either write low, medium, or high. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that, I just, every time I think of a keyword, I'll, I'll search for it. And as I write an article, I might go, oh, actually, I could probably write another couple of articles based around some subtopic of this article, or I'll be writing about an article and I'll, whilst doing research to write about that article, I might come across a competitor website and then I'll do a site call and search for the competitor, find all of the keywords that they're, they're targeting. And then I'll just put all their keywords in and see which ones I think that I could steal from them basically. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's just a matter of spending a lot of time just looking, searching, trying to find low quality. I mean, low competition. Ones. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, buddy. Let me go to the chat a little bit because we have these awesome guys here asking some questions. Um, so Chris Tipton blogging for a future says, how much do you pay for outsourcing, uh, outsourcing articles? And do you only hire native English writers? Uh, yes, I only hire native English writers. I have, um, I've used iWriter before and I mean, I don't know what, what the situation was, but it sucked so bad. I paid two <laughs> cents a word for those, those articles and they weren't even usable. So, um, my current strategy is only go with writers that I find. Um, well, so my first writer, he got in touch with me. He's someone who follows my YouTube channel and he said, you know, can I write for you? And I said, sure, let's do it. That's and he nice. told me his rate and, uh, I, I went with that. I was fine with that rate. And then, uh, it was, I like having that one-on-one -on -one relationship with him because we can talk about how we can improve my template. We can talk about how I exactly want the stuff to be done. And like over time we can iterate and improve uh, on my templates and make sure it's as perfect as, I, you know, as good as I can get it. Uh, so personally, I always try to choose to have find writers so I can have a direct relationship with uh, now the second writer who I've just brought on today. So I can't really say much about him. Um, I found him because I was in, I think it was, I might've been the niche pursuits Facebook group mm -hmm. every now and then in those Facebook groups, people comment saying I'm looking for a writer. And then all these writers respond being like, yeah, I'll write for you. I'll write for you. I'll write for you. And this guy had a website, um, where he's, it was just like a, a landing page about how he like a portfolio for people basically. And I, I went to it and I emailed him and said, Hey, could you write for me? That's all. Uh, but um, Chris as well asks here, how much do you pay? Can you give us uh, a number? I don't know whether I should. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I'm currently paying two and a half cents a word. That's all right. Um, but I should say on uh, the reason I'm paying that, I think, I mean, you talk to my writers about that, <laughs> but uh, I think that I can get away with paying that because I do a lot of the background research. So, um, before I send an article to one of my writers, I'll have done, I'll chosen the, the products for them. If it's a difficult, um, keyword or it's a difficult product to write about, I'll have done a bunch of background research so that all they have to do is the basic go onto Amazon, find out the benefits, find out the features, and then write about the benefits and features, uh, without doing much background research so that mm -hmm. my writers can can just like fly through it real quickly. And, uh, and I tell my writers that, you know, 
well, well, I've got two now. So my writers that I can uh, give them as many articles as possible. Like I've got an endless stream of articles for them. So the faster they can write, the more money they can make basically. Um, as long as the quality is kept up, I'm happy. They're happy. Right. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. Uh, it's, uh, I don't think it should be any secret, you know, uh, how much you pay for people. Uh, I pay yeah. 10 bucks, 10 pounds for 1000 words for one of the writers, which is a student and 16 bucks, uh, for 1000 words to a lady who has much more experience and she's doing, uh, the content like exactly the way I want it in terms of at least, um, in terms of structuring the content, right? Like use bullet points. Uh, if she's doing roundups, she, she knows exactly what she needs to do. Um, and that's why I pay her more than, than the, than the student. But do you have SOPs for your, for your writers? Like, do you give them guidelines or instructions? Oh yeah. I've got like a, I've got a couple of screencasts that I send them, mm -hmm. um, that just go through exactly how I like things to be written. And I'm pretty, I'm kind of pedantic about exactly how I want things to be written. Um, so for example, for every product review I do, I'll, have um, a quick review that's a one sentence review so that people can just see like a one sentence overview of our thoughts of the product. Mm -hmm. um, I make them, we all do, we all follow the same template. We bold um, the benefits, not the features, because we want people to, when they're scanning down the, the article, we want them to see the benefits, not specifically the features. So for example, if I'm selling a, uh, keyboard. Mm -hmm. I, I got all these ideas. These aren't my original ideas. They're from podcasts. And <laughs> it things. doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, when, if I'm selling a keyboard, uh, the, be the feature might be a backlight on the keyboard, but the benefit might be you can type at nighttime. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not a great example, but <laughs> I would bold, you can type at nighttime instead of there's a backlight on the keyboard because, uh, I want to sell them why or how this is going to improve your life. So that's an example of what the things that I kind of really emphasize with my writers and my own writing to make sure that, um, that the copy is as good as possible. Awesome. Uh, Steven says here in the chat, 25 bucks, 30, uh, 25 to 30 bucks, uh, per article is pretty average. Um, Oh, our articles, I'm, I, I pay on average $50 an article to my writers because all my articles are at least 2,000 words mm -hmm. when they get them to me. That's another thing I should say when they, um, I only get them to write the reviews and I do a buyer's guide and introduction and conclusion. So even once they've sent the article back to me, there's still another two and a half hours or so of me working on the article to get it to where I want it to be before I upload it. Right. That's awesome. Um, hey, thanks uh, for your questions, everybody. Uh, can I remind you to smash that like button if you enjoy this uh, hangout? Uh, this is good for the algorithm. That's uh, what I'm learning from the uh, biggest uh, YouTubers. <laughs> so I might, you know, if they do it, I said, uh, let me do it as well. Maybe that really helps. So um, remember to click, smash that like button, not just click it, just smash it. A <laughs> um, uh, overseas says, um, Chris, can you, uh, oh, hang on a sec. I don't have my glasses. How long are the initial five seed articles for each site? And then there's another question. Also, are they seller intent or info 
articles or it depends on the niche yeah it depends on the niche it doesn't matter about the what how long those articles are or or anything really all that matters is that they're indexed on google because the minute you index your first article that clock that six six month clock starts of being in the sandbox um and that's why i write those first five articles as soon as i buy the domain i'm gonna bring someone on the show soon um that is gonna tell us how to get out of the sandbox in a month but that's a secret okay. hopefully he's gonna share it with us um can you share the uh, ahmed said uh, can you share the sheet that have uh the 500 niche ideas with us well, I originally was, uh, the whole point of niche safari, which is why I called it niche safari was I was like looking for niches. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was originally going to do an analysis of every single one of those niches. Uh, now, yeah, right there on that screen there. Um, but now I'm so busy just writing my stuff that I'm, I might get back to that at some point when I'm less busy, but right now I'm too busy writing and I'm not going to share that sheet because maybe my golden niche that's going to make me $10,000 a month is on that sheet. And I don't want to give it to you. <laughs> you know what's the thing? The thing is, um, I mean, you do this, I do this. Look, my, uh, my website is this one. Um, there's nothing on my website. It's just the, the homepage and, uh, the, YouTube live shows, which again is just an image taking you to, to the, to the live hangouts, but we're doing it the other way around. We should not write blogs. Now, this is not time for us to write the blogs. You know, it takes time, a lot of time and that we should spend somewhere else, which is on, on our websites to make money. Yeah. And yeah. then, because I mean, you 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 see everybody, Matt Diggity, you see Matthew Woodward, and all these guys, they they have these awesome and amazing uh, blog posts because they have the experience and they have the time to do it, right? They yeah, I mean, they can uh, they can write, you know, for one week just for one blog post because they have the money behind them to support, you know. Just laying back and write and do your 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 own stuff to to share it with. We'll get there one day, man. Yeah, have for sure. faith. Hundred percent. There's no there's no doubt in my mind, bro. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, let me go back quickly to the chat. There's a few more questions here for for you, brother. Um, where is this? Uh, oh, uh, by the way, Stephen was saying um, uh, that Wikipedia has a list of hobbies which is a good place to look for niches that's awesome steven thanks for that brother i'll definitely have a look um a nomad overseas says do you guys have a soft copy or screenshot of the basic template that you could share by chance um a, a, a screenshot of the template of what uh, uh a nomad overseas uh what what do you want um to know uh, in in is like the instructions for the writer or what is it apologize I, I don't get it do you, do you understand Chris the question maybe I think you might have met my writing template um, that's another thing like even that list of those like 500 niches and stuff they're things that I might share eventually I'm not mm -hmm. in any rush to share any of these things mm -hmm. um, we'll see what happens um, sure I thing. mean most of my, my templates are pretty straightforward they're, they're not that complicated it's not a big secret but 
I mean, to be honest, I'm not really interested in spending my time working on niche safari and things like that because it's not where I make money. So um, not I might now. share it one not day. Not now anyway. Not now anyway. It's going to make later in the future, you know, depending. Uh, like I was listening to um, I was listening to Pat Flynn. I'm a big fan of Pat Flynn. He reviewed my channel as well. Um, and And he was saying that he was making... Um, before he actually started to build and promote his own his own products, he was doing affiliate marketing for seven years. So there's no rush for us to build our own websites now. Yeah. I believe that just with what you do with your YouTube channel, it's um, it's even better nowadays because we're going we're moving into video era. You know the blogs are there just for you know, for another way for you to get found, I guess. Uh, in the but we definitely move into video era, so and it's easier, I guess, for me. Unless I, I'm I, I'm a person who I need to see in order to understand. If I read, I need to read like two hundred times. I'm I'm that dumb. <laughs> so yeah, you know, just work on 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 the side. Maybe in the future when you're gonna have maybe a list of people. Are you building an email list? I saw, I saw you have uh, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, how do you call this? An opt-in? Yeah, an opt-in page. Yeah, opt-in form. Uh, the, I guess the main reason I actually have that website is so that I have a place where I can get people's email addresses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. And I mean, I'm currently not monetizing the email list. It's just like another one of those things where it's like. If it's sometime in the future I want to monetize this, then I've got to got to springboard. For sure, that's a yeah. great way to see it. You you know now, uh, Spencer Horse. I don't know if you saw, but um, he's 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 doing another case study now, trying to uh, like re um, how do you, how how was the word uh, to bring to life um, an email list that he had for one of the websites that he had like thousands of people in the email list. And now he's trying to bring it to life, sell products and promote products and all that. So maybe in the future, but it's good that you're doing it, you know, if yeah. you have time. <laughs> um, Pete says here, does Chris, uh, hang on a sec, does Chris have goals or minimum to maximum targets for monthly traffic per article for info or commercial content to make them financially viable? I have no idea what that benchmark would be. Um, all I know is just like the more content you write, the more it compounds and the more money you make. <laughs> so <laughs> Hopefully, I, right? uh, I, I did just do a little look at um, how many informational articles I have on my first website, which is primarily monetized through ads and how much money I make. And I make about $6 per article. Some articles might make me $100 and tons of them will make me zero. But on average, I wrote 200 articles I make about six bucks on average per article. Right. Um, so if you think like, I don't know, what's a hundred bucks, you want to get a hundred bucks back per article, that's going to take you almost two years, I guess, one and a half years. Right, right. Uh, and uh, what search volume ranges does Chris think is reasonable initially versus later in the site's development? 
I actually don't care too much about the um, search volume. I do like to have it over a hundred is usually um, what I look for. Um, but the competition level is much more important to me than, than search volume. Makes slow competition, I'll target it. Right. Makes sense. I mean, if you, if you find a keyword that has 5,000 uh, monthly searches, but no competition, you have a winner, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> definitely don't look uh, too much at the volume, but at the competition as well. Like Chris was mentioning at the beginning, uh, check with uh, Mosbar. That's that's a quick and easy way to see if you can compete um, or how much you're going to need if you want to compete. You know, yeah. I like to, Chris likes to look at the DA. I like to look at the PA. Uh, because that will tell me how much straight away there you see if that page has 150 links then i said you know what fuck this <laughs> i'm out <laughs> i'm out of here um but definitely if if it's it's a niche that i'm interested in i'll go then in hrefs and see what uh those 150 links are cuz might be just pure rubbish yeah uh, 100% like i've got this one article at the moment that is ranked number 7 it's my biggest money maker at probably does well over a thousand dollars worth of sales on Amazon a day. So it makes me like 30 bucks a day and I'm ranked number seven for it. So if I could rank number two or three for it, I'd be making so much more money. And the way for me to get there eventually is I'm going to have to get Ahrefs and find out how many good quality links my competitors are pointing to it and match their links. So basically do a link gap analysis. If I've got three DA 50 links pointing to it and my competitor who's ranked number two has got seven, then I need to get four more good quality links to it so I can compete with him. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, there's a question here from uh, Chris Tipton. I think uh, Tipton. Uh, redirect an old post to the new post and uh, it will instantly get out of the sandbox as long as both articles are on the same topic. Well, that's not a question, that's a statement. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that always work, uh, Chris. Um, there's you a, haven't I mean, heard it before. Especially if you, if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, I, I've, seen, I've seen people, I've seen black hats doing this. It's, it's an amazing, amazing trick. And if you do it properly, it works like boom, but uh, you need some money and some experience to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, these expired domains—they're uh, not cheap either. You know, sometimes, sometimes if you buy a good domain, there's people already big, big people waiting there just to press the button to buy that that domain. So <laughs> you have to go mm -hmm. to auction or somewhere. But um, Steven says, how to get out of the sandbox, use a pitching wedge. Pitching wedge. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, that's, uh, if that's a joke, Steven. I'm sorry, buddy. It's a, I think it's a golf joke, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's, that's why maybe I don't get the joke, because it's a golf. Carl is not here. Carl uh, likes golf. Uh, Anoma de Vasis, thanks for the good info, lads. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Again, guys, if you want to join us here, there's a link in there, and uh, it's it's awesome to hang out with you. Jbug says, uh, "Hi, Chris. Um, what's your favorite theme for a website?" 
so I use um, Astra for all my websites. I don't know if it's the best theme. It's just one that I'm comfortable with. I can get set it up real quick. I know how to change things. So yeah, mm -hmm. I just stick with Astra. It uh, hasn't caused me any troubles, so I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, that's actually the best and the fastest. Um, the theme that you know, I mean, not necessarily Astra, but the theme that you know usually is the fastest because you, you know where to change things. Uh, you don't, yeah. oh my goodness, uh, how do I change this? Where is my title? Where is my feature image? <laughs> it go, it goes nuts. But if you uh, we were chatting about um, we were chatting before we we go live uh, about my friend uh, Marty McLeod, and he actually did a test uh, comparing. He didn't share this anywhere, but uh, we chat every day, and he he says that uh, Astra and uh, Genesis, I believe it was uh, Genesis, a little bit faster, but when you actually put them on a website. It didn't make too much difference anyway. So those two teams are probably the fastest teams. And Carbonate. Carbonate is very fast. Um, what's his name? I forgot the name of this guy who owns the team. Mm. Oh, is he that guy who's a mate with, uh, with Doug Cunnington? He went yeah. on Doug Cunnington's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, uh, he owns the swimming pool website. That's the guy. Remember. Yeah, that's the guy with the swimming pool. But he created yeah. this team, Carbonate, and uh, it's bloody, bloody fast. It's fast, but the thing is, you need to. You, there's a lot of work if you want to change things, because it's just pure code. So uh, there you go, Josh. How's it going, Josh? Thanks for coming and thanks for uh, let us know. It's Matt Jovashinsky or something like that. His name. Yeah. Sue, how's it going, darling? Thanks for coming. Thanks for say hello. If you guys have any questions, if you want to join us live, there's a link in there. Um, a nomad overseas uh, says that yes, sorry, it was the discussion uh, you guys were having at the time uh, talking about the template of instruction for writers. Uh, so I don't know, are you gonna share that, Chris? Or um, maybe one day, we'll see. <laughs> maybe one day, that's we'll fine. see if I get around to it. That's fine. Maybe I'm gonna do a live stream one day. We, we're gonna go together uh, through what I put in my SOPs. I'm not gonna share my exactly SOP because the simple reason is because it took me like two years to create these SOPs and no one, no one, no one shared their SOPs, no one. I mean, I've asked in, in so many groups, I've asked um, only privately some people uh, share with me, but um, it's, it's so much hard work for you to create SOPs. But maybe you go together through how, how you can do one, you know, what to put in them and all that. Yeah. Uh, Pete says, what plugin do you use to get Amazon images legitimately? I just use Sitestripe. Um, all of my, it's another thing about my templates, which is probably a reason why most people wouldn't want them from me anyway, is um, I've, they're all just built through HTML. All my, um, all my tables are HTML. Uh, Every time I get a site stripe image, I have to copy the HTML, paste it in, and I play with that a little bit to make sure the link wraps around the um, button underneath as well. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of playing around with it, but yeah, it's a site stripe. Um, I've never used any of those, those like, I don't even know what, like, like ORP and stuff. Never used them. I probably should try them out one day, but just can't <laughs> be bothered. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, there's a question here from 
Pete again, uh, have you tried other affiliates? Uh, did they accept your sites? What's been your experience? Yeah, so I have signed up to a bunch of other affiliates. Uh, only one of them is making me money. It's a independent affiliate, so it's not through ClickBank or ShareASale or anything. Um, I've got a ClickBank account. I've got a Max Bounty account, and I may have a ShareASale account. I'm not sure. Um, so Max Bounty, I would really like to use it. That's uh, CPA. So basically, you get like a dollar every time you get someone's email address and stuff for a company. Um, they seem uh, like they would be okay. But for me, the one that I wanted was US only and I'm in Canada. I wasn't allowed to use it and I wanted to use it as a pop-up and they wouldn't let you use it as a pop-up either. So uh, it just didn't work for my current uh, site, um, but I would potentially use them in the future. For ClickBank, my third site, the one that I'm currently building up with my writers, I there are a couple of really good ClickBank offers uh, on within that niche that I will use eventually uh, once I've built the site out enough, but I'm not getting, I'm like, I'm in the sandbox right now. I'm literally getting no traffic. So there's no point. <laughs> right, right, right. There's a, there's a, there's here on the screen for those of you listening in the podcast, because this is going to go into the podcast, by the way, uh, which is this one here, hasta la vista, anchor.fm slash hasta la vista boss, where, you know, if you guys don't have time to watch this, you can listen to it when you when you do the Mate, shopping. Check out the T-shirt as well. What? Woo! I can't believe it. What? Oh I'm man! To tell you. <laughs> oh man! It was a surprise. You? Oh man! I, I just <laughs> I just had my missus <laughs> going to the uh, royal man say, "What the fuck happened with the T-shirt? It should be there like months ago." Oh man, that's yeah. nice. Do you like it? Is it like is it good quality? Yeah, it's great. Anyone who's interested in getting a T-shirt off Adrian, it's a good quality T-shirt. Awesome. Fits Thank well. You. Thanks, buddy. That, that's awesome. Uh, send me a picture. I would love to uh, have it on on yeah, my sure, images. Man. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, the, you know, I'm gonna take the audio from this hangout with Chris, and we're gonna put it here, just like with the other guys here, with uh, Fix and Marty and Alex and everybody on Stefanski. Uh, so you can listen it on the go. Um, but um, on on the screen now, there's this website called OfferVault.com where you can find shit loads of affiliate uh, networks and programs and it's for CPA for I mean I looked at this when I started the Telehandle Planet case study uh, just because I was curious because I have another website that's um, in the lead generation space uh, and is for cleaning services you know like um, window cleaning uh, oven cleaning garden cleaning, whatever. So uh, uh, that side, I'm not sharing it pro uh, publicly. It's ranking already in page two, three, but it needs work and I don't have too much time. But if you want to uh, lose yourself a little bit into CPA and PPC and, and other type of, you know, affiliate uh, here, like this affiliate networks you see here, Terra Leads, Top Offers, Max Bounty, the one that uh, Chris just mentioned, there's loads in here. Loads, loads, loads. For I can't remember who asked. Uh, I think it was Pete. Um, let me go quickly to the chat and see what um, Kieran says here. Kieran uh, Merchants UK Homebrew says, "What does the sandbox do to ranking ability?" Hmm. 
Yeah, do you want me to take that one? Uh, uh, yeah, go on, go it, on. I'll, I'll go after you. <laughs> in in my opinion, well, in my experience, I've never been able to rank basically at all until six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a guy named Phil who managed to get 50,000 visitors a month after like four months. And that was because he did like zero search volume keywords, just like super low competition. Mm-hmm. So it seems as if perhaps if the competition is that low, Google will rank you, but Google seems to be exceptionally reluctant to rank you until around about the six month stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, there's, there's always ways for you to get out of the, uh, sandbox. Um, you just have to learn a little bit of SEO and how basically what it is, what this sandbox is, you know, there's not Google doesn't recognize when you talk to them, uh, going, going to the Google webmaster hangouts or, you know, uh, tag them on Twitter. They will not know what the hell the sandbox is, uh, cause they don't recognize the word, but it simply means that your website is brand new in, in their algorithm, in their um, index. And Ted Kubaitis was saying something interesting about the sandbox. Uh, Ted Kubaitis is the creator of Quora, very, very powerful tool. And he was saying that basically the sandbox is the time that Google, um, it takes to give credit to the backlinks that you will receive. You know what I mean? So if your site is brand new and you don't have any links to it, well, you're not going to show up anywhere. Uh, so that's one of the secrets. Build. So you're saying links. that I should be building links to my site like in the first week so that I get out of the sandbox faster? Yeah. And okay. other things, kind of uh, other things uh, that are uh, CTR, CTR, um, manipulation a little bit of that and a little bit of signals like social signals and stuff like that that's what usually uh, that's what a real business does so when when i mean you guys saw the telling how the plan is ranking is making some money and it's it's uh it's number one and it's, it's not that long it's not that long i've been working on this website the thing is um if you when you build a website and you 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 want to get out of that uh, phase where Google doesn't know who the hell you are, what you do, that's basically that's why they don't they don't rank you because they don't know what you are about. So building links, remember that that's how Google works. If you send backlinks with the right anchor text in in back to your website, back to your pages, then Google, oh, okay, so this guy is talking about selling hundreds. Ah, interesting. Okay, and then he receives some um, some social prof, uh, uh, traffic. Oh, okay, so people are finding this guy, and now they go to his website, they stay on the website, they interact with the website. So there's a few, there's a few things that we need to learn if you want to get that site moving faster. Um, you don't have to wait six months. That's just, I mean, if you want to wait... Um, you know, better for me because more less competition. <laughs> but Matt Diggity says a very similar thing. He's got if you opt into Matt Diggity's um like email list, he'll mm-hmm. send you a like a blueprint for getting out of the blueprint fast. He knows how Google works. You know, yeah. he, he's not 
It's not uh, Google might say if you go and ask them, oh, this work or that work, and they say, no, 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 don't do backlinks. That's uh, Google, uh, you know, guest posts are dead. Don't use that. <laughs> of course, what are they gonna say? So he knows because he's doing shitloads of tests. That's why I like Mike Diggity, um, Kyle Roof, and all these guys because they do tests. So they know what they, they know why it works, and then they apply it, and they know. Hey, look, I just made this website. Uh, ranking number one, like Carl Roof, who ranked that website with Lauren Ipsum, number one. So that was just out of yeah. mind-blowing. <laughs> the other thing I'd say about Sandbox is I think it's it's probably um, good to think of Sandbox as a good thing, not a bad thing, because it is one of – it's like your moat. It's like it once you've passed the Sandbox, it's a disincentive for other people to start websites because mm -hmm. 80 to 90% of people – aren't going to have the patience to get through the sandbox. Um, so see it as a good thing. It's the reason why this space isn't more flooded with people trying to make money. Well, the, and another thing you mentioned in your video today um, is that, uh, let me see if I remember, if, if you want to get out of the sandbox earlier or faster, just build a website now thinking nine months from now, right? Just think ahead. Yeah. So if you want to build a website about mugs, right then buy the domain put the content on it and let it let google figure out what what that site is about because that's that's what it is and then send a few links build a, a social profiles uh and the uh what's it called the um social fortress if you want that's how it's called yeah and and that's that's going to be enough for you to you know in Six months from now, six, seven months from now, go back and uh, and uh, you know take it from there. That's that's why I if I want to if I would buy a, a website now, if I would build another website, I'll probably buy it. I'll probably buy like a very cheap one, maybe ten twenty articles on it. I don't need any more than that. But that 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 uh, that history in, in Google, you know, it has history. It's live. It's indexed. That's all you need. Yeah. The only thing I'd be cautious of there is I'd make I'd go into the Wayback Machine and make sure it wasn't a website in a previous life. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just be punished. <laughs> make sure you And I'd, I'd probably want it to have very few links to be honest. Mm -hmm. I would want to be in control of what links were pointing to it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good tip there because you don't know who who had it before and what the hell they done with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it was part of Madigiti's PBN network. You don't know. Exactly. <laughs> um, Pete says here, I've seen live sites using Carbonate uh, and they were slow. The example site doesn't use images on homepage, but vector graphics and minimal plugins. Any stripped down uh, theme will f uh, blast initially. I've seen I've seen the uh, the, the theme working. Uh, my client, the one that I'm doing SEO consultancy for, uh, he's he's um, he's using that theme, so it's it's very fast. Um, but personally, I like to have a little bit more control, uh, and because I don't know how to code, I would not know what to do with that theme if 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 everything goes to shit. And by the way, that theme doesn't have support. You know, so he sell you the theme, and then it's, you are on your own. Um. 
Kieran says, do you use Tailwind tribes for anything? And if you do, how do you rate it? You use that, Chris? Do you use uh, Pinterest at all? I have like a Pinterest account, but I don't post to it or anything. I don't understand Pinterest. I don't, I know I should get it, but <laughs> I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> just, just pay VA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, on Nomad Overseas says, um, Adrian, Overvolt have a whole section dedicated to phone call based lead offers. Not sure if it's uh, of use with your telehandler site. You know, the the thing with my telehandler site, and this is uh, a tip for everybody who has a skill and you want to monetize it. The thing is that if you're already in that niche, you don't need to go to these websites where you're going to get less uh, commission anyway. So you could go directly to the people, like in my case, I went directly, directly to the guy that I know who's doing telehandler training. Maybe if that doesn't work for us, you know, like maybe, I don't know, he doesn't like me, he, I don't like him, whatever. If it doesn't work, then I can go to someone else. But um, yeah, that, that's, that's one of the good things. You can go directly to, to the owner of the company and you can get good commissions. So I, I mean, I'm, he's paying me 25 pounds for each phone call. And if the client converts, he pays me 10% commission of the sale, which is uh, the training is 1,000, 2,000, so it's not cheap. So it's nice money there. Uh, but thanks, thanks for the uh, thanks for the um, uh, suggestion there. Same with theme used by most of income school students. Pete says. I know Chris is a very fan of school income. <laughs> I know. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me let me put the the forward here. <laughs> just, just like you did today in your video. Uh Joe Mugadja, how's it going, Joe? Nice to see you here. Do you put ads on Amazon money pages? I don't. I um I believe the people who say that you would make more money if you did. Um just off the top of my head, I know Matt Diggity, for example, tested it out and he found out that he would make more money if he had ads on those pages. If I were planning on selling one of my sites uh, in you know, 12 months from now, I'd probably put the ads on it to get my sale price up. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, I'm not doing it. I don't have a good reason why I'm not doing it. Right, right, right. Excuse me. That's, that's all right. I mean... Um... If, when I'm gonna get approved for any of these uh, ads net, ad networks, I'll definitely have to try it. But um, it's kind of makes sense. I mean, if if you have traffic to those pages, why not? You know. Yeah. Uh, Chris says here, how many uh, articles do you write before letting the site rest? Depends what site is, and depends what the niche is. Uh, so for example, for my second site, uh, it got to 83 articles and then I stopped. I could have written a few more articles for that one, but I just weighed up the cost benefit analysis and just went that any more articles would be too, the, any more keywords that I haven't targeted yet would be too competitive. It was a very narrow niche. So I'd kind of run out of keywords. Um, so I just went, look, I'm happy with it being at 83 articles. Uh, you know, this month it's going to probably make me about $2,500. Uh, it's a pretty good project. I wanted it to hit 2,500 a month. I'm satisfied and I moved on. Uh, my first site, 
It's got 250 articles on it. It could have way more. At some point, I will go back and add more. The only reason I'm not continuing to contribute to that site is because if I'm making six bucks an article, um, it's just not economical for me. I may as well just be off building more affiliate sites. And then when Amazon affiliate crashes, I might go back to it and add more articles. But at the moment, it's just what's the best way to spend my time. And if my best way to spend my time is to start a new Amazon affiliate website with low competition keywords, I'll go and do that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Chris says here um, that he personally write 100. That's a lot. I don't even have. Uh, so I, I've been doing this uh, for almost three years in December. And I don't have 100 uh, pages on my site. <laughs> so that's a lot. How can you write 100 articles? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't know. Maybe uh, now I'm gonna write more because I have a, a writer with me. Uh, and by the way, I'm lucky that he knows uh, how to use WordPress. And I just put my um, uh, uh, my outline in a post that's set up in Draft. And he just goes there whenever he has time, and he just has to complete the sections, which is badass it's it saves a lot of time it saves a lot of me fucking about with you know go to google docs take it here from here from there put it there uh and by the way i swear a lot too much uh, again <laughs> i swear a lot today again uh so we need to find a way for me to stop swearing <laughs> we, we were talking before we went live about how we were going to try not to swear on this 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 video but yeah but we now, lost I, lo I lost the count already <laughs> on how many times. Uh, but um, Pete says here he would like to know what the hell is going on with you. What's your, uh, what's your uh, deal with uh, income school? Uh, he, would like to, <laughs> he would like to hear that. Maybe he makes a video about it. No, I'm not going to. They'll probably sue me or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Remember, he's a lawyer. One of them is a lawyer. Exactly. What should I say? And and one of my friends said that that's not even. I sh I should I say? Mm, that's not even, like a, a a good lawyer. You know, the the uh. the diploma that he has on on the, on the wall. But you know, I I don't I don't care. I mean, I just don't. I'm not a fan. I'm. I just don't follow them. Don't have I'll, anything against them. I'll say the people who I respect in this space are people who have uh, data-based uh, opinions mm -hmm. or they share things based on data. I also respect people who don't... Um, how do I diplomatically say this? <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. Fuck it. Just say it. <laughs> I... I I feel as if there are other people there out there who can provide uh, more um, information that is... Oh, man, I don't know how to say this without <laughs> being, being huh? rude. Just be rude, I, so man. For example, no one's going to listen to this anyway. It was very, it's, too, it's too simplistic to say don't build backlinks. Yeah, Backlinks work. And if you are not building backlinks, you're, you're putting your head in the sand. And... And I feel as if that so many people who are big followers of income school are so aggressively against anyone who builds backlinks and thinks it's the person who builds backlinks is like immoral or something for building backlinks. Mm -hmm. Backlinks work. 
It's not illegal to build backlinks. It's against Google's terms of service. The worst thing that can happen is Google de-indexes your website. You're not going to get in any legal trouble for having backlinks. Um, and by the so way, that's, people, and by oh, the, way, that's can, the worst case scenario. Yeah. So just telling people don't build backlinks, it's making someone who is just a brand new beginner start with one hand tied behind their back. And I think that that's not the right thing that you should tell, say to a beginner. You should be honest with them. The other thing is they often say that, um, I shouldn't say you should be honest with them. They, they're, I'm sure that they're being honest themselves. I, they believe what they're saying. That's what they believe, right? I'm not that's, saying that they're being dishonest. Yeah, that's their position. Yeah. Um, it's just not my position. Right, right. Um, and the other thing is keyword research. I believe keyword research works. And just because keyword research tools are flawed, you shouldn't throw them out. I feel as if that's kind of, throw, it, my position is that that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And if you understand why keyword research, uh, keyword tools like finding out the volume and, and competition of those tools, if you understand how they work and what, what their flaws are, then you can use them more effectively. But just telling people not to do keyword research, again, I feel as if um, from my approach, that is also um, just sort of putting another hand behind your back. So I feel as if a lot of people who follow the income school approach, which is not my approach, are starting at more of a disadvantage than they have to start mm -hmm. at. Um, and I'm, if you I'm follow wondering how many like I'm, authority I'm hacker, how many, for example. Yeah, go on. They're way better. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was about to say, I'm wondering how many really successful uh, students they have, like really successful, not just, uh, you know, making a few bu uh, hundred bucks. I'm sure you, I'm sure you could, ex could succeed from their approach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, I'm not saying that they're um, like disingenuous or, or anything like that. Like, you know, go for it or respect to them to do what they're doing. It's just not my approach. And that's my, you know, I've got different opinions. Right. Makes sense. Everyone is entitled to their their own opinion. There's this fight that's been going on. Fight. I mean, in in quotes, it's not it's not a fight, but between black hat and white hat techniques. You know, the white hats they're the one that kick the the kiss Google asses, <laughs> and the black hats are doing the things that work. They don't believe anything that Google said. They go and test. They're not afraid to blow shit up, and they find out what things works. Um, but you know, everybody has, you know, their opinion. That's fine. Yeah. And Don't... yeah, I just want to like reinforce that I like, I'm not trying to slander income school at all. I just have a different approach to them. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dantes, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Uh, and thanks for a question. He says, what's in, what's, what's the process to pump up so many articles? Like probably what's your process of uh you know do the keyword research putting the online together send it to the writer is that is that what you do so my process is um i'll send my writer usually a batch that's usually uh just basically the next silo or content cluster mm -hmm. i'll research the entire content cluster make sure there's enough information out there to write about the articles and make sure it's you know um it's competitive that I could compete for those terms. And then I'll send them a batch of five or six uh, articles and say, send them back to me in two weeks. And then I'll send them another batch and I'll pay them and then send them another batch. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Talking about the content clusters. Um, I, I've seen many people asking this question. Do you put your, do you put a cluster of keywords in, in one category? 
uh, in one post, post category or how do you organize them in terms of uh, site structure? How, how, how do you put them? Where do you put them? How do you organize them? Yeah, so I cluster all of my articles for one, say I'm doing a cluster on the best boxing gloves. Right. Um, I've got best boxing gloves for women, for men, for beginners, for mm -hmm. sparring, for all sorts of different fights. And then say I've got um, seven articles on best boxing gloves for X, Y, Z. Um, I'll put them all together as a cluster, link them to one another. And then I will create, usually creates another equivalent amount of supporting articles. So if there's seven best X for Y articles, I'll create maybe seven info articles around them. Mm -hmm. All the info articles point to all of the buyer articles, but the buyer articles don't point back out. Um, and then at the top of that cluster is one article that is linked to from the homepage of my site and it will link to every single article in that cluster. So essentially I've got this one cluster where all the links go from uh, a maximum of two links from the homepage. Right. And uh, they all just kind of feed into each other and every link ends up at a buyer article. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not silos uh, work in terms of improving your rankings. I have no idea, but I do it because it feels clean and because people like Kyle Roof who are much smarter than me do it. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure the, the silos work. It doesn't matter if you do it like a virtual silo or a, a, a how do you call it, a physical silo. They work because Google likes to see a very nice organized website. And by having these uh, clusters, and linking back to each other and interlinked between them, you make Google understand. Remember, like I was saying earlier, if you the the anchor text that points to each page, uh, it makes you topic relevant for that topic, right? So that's why that. But I was uh, I was just curious uh, to know how you do it. Maybe uh, someone here in the chat as well. Um, was curious, so we saved one question. <laughs> uh, let me go back to the chat. There's a few questions here. Um, I personally, okay. Oh, so Chris uh, Tipton is doing has been doing this for a long time, 2007. Wow, that's a lot of time. How's your story? What's your story, Chris? Um, I mean, are you your own boss or you are like? Chris and I here, we are still in the trenches, hustling. Um, I know my, oh, by the way, Chris, before I move uh, forward, it's been one hour and 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, do you want to stay a little bit longer? Yeah, I can hang out, man. Yeah, sweet. So maybe make it another 20 minutes if you don't mind, because uh, I can see people are still uh, dropping questions in here, which is awesome. Thank you very much. I love you all, bosses. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already. If you're enjoying this content, that's awesome. Share it with uh, your friends. I will really appreciate you, boss. Thank you. Uh, so, Anomad Overseas says, um, Chris, what's your target regular monthly income before you slow down a bit and put the feet up for a while? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to slow down. I so my, I've got two targets. My first target is to hit up $10,000 a month mm -hmm. or maybe 15. We'll see how greedy I get. <laughs> and then, um, greedy that's good. with Amazon affiliate. And then at some point I will pivot and just do straight up display ads and try to get to $10,000 a month just with display ads. 
because I think display ads are more of a long-term play. Um, once I've done that, I'll probably start selling my Amazon affiliate sites and I'll probably just keep building affiliate sites and selling them um, until I'm on a mansion. <laughs> well, that's actually but who knows? I might this you know this month might be the the most money I ever make, and I might go downhill from here. It's like you never there's know, no guarantee. Bro. You never know. Of course, we we like to think positively because we are, you know, we are conquerors. We want to we want to uh, conquer and do you know we want to become this, right? Our own boss. <laughs> and um, but you know you are on the right track, bro. Definitely, you're gonna get it. Uh, you're gonna get to your uh, goal. Maybe take it's gonna take you three months, seven months, seventeen months. I don't know, but you are on the right track. It doesn't matter. You know, I was actually thinking to make a video about this because m many people they get obsessed, they get stressed, they get burned out, and then they quit. Um, but you know, don't compare yourself to anybody. Just do it at your own pace. Uh, I'm almost three years into this thing and I'm not free yet, so you know it's. Chris done is is doing much more money than I do, uh, and he he's doing it for less. I think I think you're doing it less than. When when did you start it, Chris? Did you remember? January you remember? 2019. Time, there you go. So, so, yeah. um, just take your time, and probably if you're doing it, you're gonna find out that you're gonna like other things, like I like doing videos, and I like doing yeah. hangouts, and I like to network with people. Maybe that's something that is going to lead me into something else. I don't know. Right. So, but keep doing it, keep hustling. Uh, that's very, very important. Um, and by the way, yeah, greed, greed is good, Chris, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with being greedy. <laughs> Just, uh, work hard and then, and then you're going to have, going to build your team and then you're going to put your feet up if you want, you know? Yeah. I think, um, it, my main concern would be it could all collapse tomorrow. Sure. And yeah, yeah. The reason I would want to keep making money, even if I had like a nice, comfortable monthly income, mm -hmm. is because I'd want to have a, a, another passive income. Maybe put it in shares and get sure. the shares to be paying yeah. out dividends. Smart. Yeah, yeah because smart. I just wouldn't. I still wouldn't feel comfortable just making money off websites. No, no, no. I mean, that's that's my vision. Uh, I'm gonna maybe if you want to share your big vision, if you want, but my big vision is to make money online and then funnel all that money into tangible properties like properties uh, you know if you watch my income streams and uh, my uh, uh, income report sorry I have a property and uh, fingers crossed I'm getting the second one by the end of the year so that's 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 the dream take the money from online invest it into something that's more tangible is more secure and and then keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it and that's how you're going to generate wealth and at some point you're going to put that feed up and enjoy. We're going to go all together in Mexico <laughs> and we're going to have mojitos. <laughs> Viva Mexico, cabrones. <laughs> um, <laughs> a nomad of a sea says, uh, Chris, be careful what you say. You woke up one oh, morning no, at the, with, <laughs> with the uh, income school guys at the door with the dirt bikes <laughs> and arrows. And both, sorry. Uh, so, Kieran says, is there a process you use for building backlinks, Chris? Uh, yeah, but I don't share it publicly. Cool. No worries. Um, if you are, Kieran, if you are in, 
if you're not in Mac Diggity's uh, circle, go and find his uh, Facebook group. Go find his YouTube channel and subscribe to his uh, newsletter. He sends he sends cool stuff, and he's not gonna show how you do it. But uh, if you put two plus two plus two together, you you're gonna find uh, you're gonna find out how to do it properly. Just like Chris was saying earlier, uh, Matt is sending emails about strategies. They're not complete, of course. Who's gonna give away how to do something that you know makes you money <laughs> for free? And you know, but you you can uh, you can put two plus two together, and it's gonna it's gonna take you to you know you can create an SOP uh, a process for yourself. Um, Jay says, I've never built backlinks and I'm doing pretty well. But like you say, everyone has a right to this, uh, to his and her own opinion. Jay, you don't have to build links. You don't have to. But if you build links, you are going to, one, get out of the sandbox faster if you're doing it properly. And secondly, you can rank for more competitive keywords. I mean, you know, you can write 200 posts and, and make money and may make some money, but you can write 50 posts, you know, and build some links to those 50 posts. You're going to make the same amount of money or even more. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you don't have to build links. You can rank without backlinks. I rank without backlinks. I haven't built any bank links to the Telehandler Planet website. Uh, and is ranking number one in maps, number one, number six now on organic, and he has only the social proof, uh, sh social network, right? Um, that's all. Um, Kieran says one side for white hat and one side for black hat. Uh, Pete says, what's your take on Google's comment that all guest posts are breaching Google's term condition, and not to do them? Go on, Chris. Skill. <laughs> kill it <laughs> <laughs> um i think that that has been uh, a position that google's had for a long time uh, what was it like five years ago when they said guest posting was dead well actually they said it a few weeks ago as well <laughs> yeah again you know until until uh i start seeing um that you can't build links like as in like they keep catching people then i'm not going to believe it <laughs> <laughs> well if you read the google terms and uh, terms and conditions or term terms of service you see that any backlink that you build it doesn't matter what kind of backlink it is it's against yeah. their uh it's against the service uh it's against yeah. their policies so if you build a backlink even if you outreach, I outreach now to Chris and say, hey, Chris, um, you know what? I just have a nice article I just wrote now. Do you want to check it out? Maybe you you link back to it. That's it. You, you're black hat now because you asked for a link, <laughs> right? Yeah. In their opinion, in I mean, in Google's vision, people should find my website, you know, just magically. And, and and then, oh, this Adrian has a nice article. Hmm, I'm going to link to it. You know, that doesn't happen unless you are Brandine, unless you are Matt Digiti, unless you are uh, Neil Patel or any of these guys, right? 
that's my opinion anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that a lot of people have succeeded uh, exactly following income school's approach, and it's sure. a legitimate approach. It's just not not my approach. I feel as if I could make money faster in a different way. Isn't isn't um, I mean, even Ron Stefanski when he was uh, on the show, he said, uh, "I'm building content for six months, and then I build a few links." And and I don't know if uh, John Dystra is building any links or not, but but his approach is like write as much as you can, throw shit to the wall and see what sticks. I, I guess that's yeah. <laughs> that's what his approach is. Whereas with with backlinks, you you build a few pages that you you know you want to rank for because they have um, search volume, and then you build some links to them, and. Uh, you're gonna rank. I mean, depending, of course, on the competition and how many backlinks and how much big pockets do you have. <laughs> um, Dante says, uh, "I think you answered this question." Uh, Dante's uh, Chris says that his favorite team is, well, at least the team that he's using now, is Astra. I'm using Astra as well, by the way. Good theme. Uh, Chris is saying that he's full time since past 10 years wow that's awesome Jeez. that's awesome bro congratulations thanks for uh for joining the small people here <laughs> so i don't know if you guys have uh and as well he says desperation desperation is much more powerful than greed so i don't know if you guys have any more questions um i'm gonna ask maybe chris one or two more questions of mine and uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I still didn't got any. Sh uh, I didn't got shower yet. Just come from work, and and go straight. By the way, I was at work with this T-shirt today, and I was a little bit worried <laughs> because if the boss sees this, he said, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe he's gonna fire me. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, what he says here, uh, Kieran says, do you worry about site speed? I, I'm worried about the update that they're saying they're going to put out next year. Mm -hmm. um, Google's already foreseen, like foreshadowed that they're going to put out a site speed update with that core vitals and all that. Um, when the time comes, it might be a problem. Uh, at the moment, uh, I have site speed accelerator from Azoic on one of my sites. Uh, the reason I have it on my site is mo mostly for user experience rather than whether or not it will affect my rankings. Um, so right now I'm not thinking that site speed does affect rankings that much. For my first site, I had load speeds of like 21 seconds and I was still getting hundreds of thousands of visitors a month. So I don't think it hurt me too bad, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. it's a, it's like a, it's a dynamic situation. Things change all the time. And, yeah. Uh, at some point, there might be an update where site speed becomes a much bigger ranking factor. So we need to be prepared for that. Well, they're gonna—they're just scaring people at the moment, and I—I I guess it's not only scaring people or trying to scare people, but as well they kind of by scaring us, they try to uh, say to those lazy webmasters, say, "Hey, get your shit together, get your your uh, your site decent in terms of speed, otherwise you're gonna be kicked out." Uh, which this this when when they did, when they announced that HTTPS it was a ranking factor uh, like a year ago maybe yeah a year ago I would say they said that's a ranking factor and uh, 
um and but that was at the at the beginning that was for a few months until everybody um again the those lazy webmasters they had to play ball and and get their sites with the you know with the https but after that is not is not important anymore now it's not important anymore only for uh users right because if you go to a website and there's no padlock on it then mm, especially if you want to buy things on it <laughs> but uh, same thing with the speed it's just going to be something that will force webmasters to to uh, you know be in line with with uh, with the time with the you know with the users that everybody's on the phone and you need to have a you know decent site uh, speed but once everybody's on 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 page on the same page i would say they're gonna you know they're gonna forget about that as well it makes sense as well you know it makes the the web better i guess um where are you fix fixes this has been super helpful guys sorry a few things popping up uh, throughout what did you have to take care of the baby girl <laughs> hey daddy uh, and Josh, has, I forgot to say, Josh, Josh, Josh is at work and he was listening to us. So thanks for listening, uh, Josh. I hope he was uh, helpful. Uh, Chris says, did anybody notice huge jumps in the serves this week due to the update, which turned out to be a glitch? I I lost initially some pages, but everything is back to normal. How about you, Chris? I didn't notice a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... it's Especially if you slept by the, when when this happened, because if you were sleeping, you know this happened uh, night time if you want, and then when you wake up, everybody was like, ah, what happened? Google update! Oh my goodness, everybody oh, went man. nuts, yeah. and you, you don't understand why. What what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, people were freaking out I for like know. two hours, and I just like I was like I can't handle this. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this off, go for a walk, and then wait for someone to like actually have some legitimate information but <laughs> for a while there it felt like the sky was falling in yeah that's it yeah 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 um tom says here thanks for the good show good night thanks for being here tom buddy i really appreciate it uh kieran says thanks adrian and chris great stream and i like your honesty we love you back and uh you know uh that's what we try to do be honest and transparent with what we do actually let me show let me share with you uh Chris and uh, I didn't share this with anybody. Let me see if I still have this one here. So if you remember, I said I'm gonna put this. Um, where is it? Where's the Facebook thing? I'm gonna put this uh, live hangout uh, and see if we can bring some people to watch it. So I paid. Uh, where is it? Where's this thing? Uh, where the hell is this thing? Facebook thing. So, oh here ads manager so i paid for uh i paid for um i made a campaign to put this ad to bring us some uh, people live and to give us some um, some traffic and some likes and some social signals and this is how you do the ctr manipulation you know even with your websites um I'm not gonna get into it, spe especially if Google is watching this video. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is how easy. Look, we we reach out, uh, we reach to four thousand people with seven bucks. Uh, it's not bad, and then we have some interaction. 
you know, it's it was it was a great experiment. I thought we we're gonna have like uh, you know, just like with Craig Campbell, we're gonna have like two thousand people, but you know, I I think I still need to learn more secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chris, before we go, buddy, uh, I really, really appreciate you for taking you the time to hang out with us and with this awesome community here. Um, and, um, maybe do you have any tips for people who might listen this, uh, stream later or maybe on the podcast? Do you have any tips for people who, who are beginning, like maybe mindset or whatever, whatever tips you have for, for you know, people who are still in the trenches like, like you and I? I guess my only tip, it's the same tip I always give, just learn as much as you can, listen to as many podcasts as you can, watch as many YouTube videos as you can, just like get obsessed with learning and, uh, and listening to a whole bunch of different people's perspectives. And, uh, you know, there's people out there who've got de very different approaches to me and, you know, I would encourage everyone to listen to them as well and make up your own mind and everyone's got their own little theory of how to sort of navigate this online space and um, just listen to everyone else's ideas and pick up a little bit from everyone. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome advice there because that's exactly true. There's not only one thing that's going to work in SEO. There's many ways you can do it. There's many ways to skin a cat, as you would say. And, um, you know, just be, learn from everybody, like Chris said, and, uh, you know, be always applying. If you learn and you don't apply, you 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 didn't do anything you just wasted your time so um like kieran says here in the chat don't give up uh take care guys uh, keep killing it fixes thanks everybody for uh, being here tonight with us uh thanks for your thumbs up if you didn't did that do it now i appreciate it and um i see you in the next live stream maybe in the facebook group you know there's a hasta la vista boss facebook group where we can catch up between live streams and uh you know support each other or ask questions or whatever and um chris you want to you want to you want to say this because i know you like it <laughs> oh i i forget how it goes um oh man it's slipping my mind now <laughs> you, you're gonna have to do it no worry uh, buddy uh, thanks for being here, guys, and uh, stay focused because we're going to get rid of that boss, all right? Thanks for watching. <laughs>